0: This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yo, what up, though? with
1: your man, Jay Johnson. Um... Dame right now. Dame is um out there being a responsible adult, folks. So um he'll be joining us um a little bit later. We know that's unusual for him being a very responsible adult. But um I got a, a very special guest in the building right now. He is uh, a jack of all trades, a master of a few of them. <laughs> yeah. We have the writer, director, producer, on air personality, entrepreneur. It's so yeah. overall. Renaissance man, uh, Kamal Smith in the building. What's
0: happening? How you doing today, brother? I'm good, brother. How, how are you doing, family? You good?
1: You, you holding it down by yourself? So. I know, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you came in and stopped oh, by. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I thank you for the invite, first and foremost.
1: Absolutely, man. We, I've been watching, uh, me and Dan, we've been watching the grind for quite some time, and uh, we appreciate all the work that you're putting in, and just the effort. And the quality of the work So we wanted to bring you in Thank you brother From the barbershop And just have some Barbershop conversation Let's let's do it man Let's do it Um, So I guess we start off like So you're, you're a Cast Tech Representative Correct
0: Absolutely Cast Tech, Classen, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. You know, I mean, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a Cast Tech representative as well. Okay, uh, okay. myself and Dame. Okay, and, um, yeah, I was in the old building. Yeah, the way. old building. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all, all right, eight cool. Floors, yeah, yeah, mean? yeah, eighth floor, Magic Time. Okay,
1: yeah, I had to run them run them steps doing track season uh, and know, football. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Wilshire <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. And that pedal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unofficially, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah unofficially. Whatever you are talking about, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Um, so we've been watching the grind for a long time. Uh, you are definitely always talent the person in, and then we kind of moved into. I know the next time I saw you after high school, I used to buy mixtapes and CDs in from me from the, um, the and the spot in Fairland,
0: Fairland,
1: yeah. Uh, that was before I can, uh, before the internet was popping. Yep, I, I couldn't get my illegal downloads on. Yep, yep, So I would hit there for all the the dope mixtapes. Um first time I heard Shine rap over
0: uh when he was
1: used to sound like Biggie yeah. was
0: on the tape I got from up there so Yeah yeah for, appreciate it we needed that before we yeah. got kicked out but yeah <laughs> shout out to Fairlane though you know it's all good uh how did that come about um so in the mix actually we we uh, we started off hosting, it's actually very similar to how I got on radio, man. We mm-hmm. we were hosting open mic battles every uh, Wednesday at Lush Lounge and Hamtramck. Okay. And, um, I mean, that's just how we got on the hip-hop scene with all the MCs back then, man. Super MC and Marv One and Guilty Simpson and, you know, all the legends of, of the hip-hop game. Um, Royce Proof used to come up there all the time, and, um all, all that, man. Mm-hmm. And um, so, we just kind of took that to the next, we did that for so many years Um I can't remember if it was when it was drowning out, or I just remember I st- we started the kiosk in Fairlane when I I know I was still in college. I remember that for sure. Um, but it was basically just our love for hip hop to get your to your answer to okay. your question. I mean, we just you know we were doing the DJ Clues back then, and uh, even Detroit DJs uh, Wax and Dre used to bring his i ninety four traffic mix okay. up And okay. you know I mean we just we had and still genuinely have a love for for hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, and, and music. So. Um, it was kind of like, you know, we had the opportunity, we, you know, as entrepreneurs, young men, let's take that to the next level. Um, and then actually we went from the kiosk in Fairlane to uh, Seven Mile and, oh God, where's that store? I was I wanted somewhere on Seven Mile. I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, we had a little store there running out. You know, then at that point we had, you know, merchandise, T-shirts and things right, like right, that, right. just a right. little in the mix and what up do's, and things like that, man. So... Good time and great growth for a nineteen-year-old, twenty-year-old to, to to be an entrepreneur uh, with, with his brothers that were, you know, four and five years old, and to kind of teach the game of just being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, detrimental in my life.
1: That's what's up, man. Um, and you, you dabbled in music yourself?
0: Yeah, um, I, you, a lot of people don't know, <laughs> but I, I, singing is my my first love. Uh, okay. before acting and, and directing and all that. Um, and it's actually music is. Kind of where I learned how to even write scripts, you know what I mean? Because okay. back then, in the cast days and even out of cast, uh, I, I think I was pursuing music until 2005, just as like a solo artist getting gigs in Cleveland and just, you know, American Idol, all that stuff, I did that. Um, but, you know... it I was always good with the pen. You know okay. I mean? literally the pen back then. Like he yeah. wasn't doing laptops and yeah, you know what I mean, I was literally, you know, writing song lyrics for my group and then for myself and things like that, um or poetry or whatever like that. So, you know, it just kind of like songs just got extended. You know, my imagination has always been there telling telling a story in a song was no different than telling a story in a script, you That's know what, what I mean? So, so um yeah, I mean I was doing that until I was like, damn this music. I'm <laughs> I'm tired of rejection. check out my demo tape, please and all that, you know. So I, I honestly American Idol was the uh, in 2004 I went to Cleveland and that was it for me, bro. I was just done. Cuz you, you know, you you spent over a decade pursuing something and, Right, and you know, right. the whole cliché of it doesn't happen overnight, you know what I mean? Um
1: Takes ten years to be an overnight celebrity. Man, seriously.
0: And I I man, brother, I was just tired. I was tired of the door being closed or the broken promises or oh you got a beautiful voice and you think you're about to be on and you know, it just didn't happen. So um luckily I had, acting to fall back on, I didn't even know that, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's been uh, good to me ever since.
1: I was reading online, um you know, you made it when you can Google somebody and like information about <laughs> their life comes up.
0: <laughs> Mama, I made it. Thank you, Jesus. Right? Yeah, uh, man.
1: Um, about a – uh um, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, a tryout. Uh,
0: damn audition. Audition. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Brain freeze. That's all good uh, <laughs> that you did with uh Teacher Campbell. Yeah, that was that was that was my moment. Um, yeah. So, um, back in two thousand and five, this is literally a. Uh, wasn't too long. I can't say the exact date, but it was wasn't too long from American Idol, man. I, I really was like in a funk, funk, like you know. Um, and I can't remember. Actually, I do. It was my my ex girl at the time. She was like, "You need to go out um, and try out for this show." Uh, all of us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. We're yeah, Okay, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so um, I'm like, all right, you know whatever school whatever you know. Um, it was at the Fox Theater, and brother, I remember going there just as. Naive as well, however naive you could think naive can possibly be. Mm-hmm. I was I was that person. You know what I mean. Um And I roll up in the fox by myself, no headshot, no resume. I remember, you know, and it was like a you know a, what what call a roller coaster line. You know, what okay. I mean that's how long it was. You got five thousand people. Turn the corner and it's another line. Yeah, there. you know what I mean. So I'm getting in there and I'm seeing people with their resume and going over their p- parts and things like that. And I'm like, oh okay, well this is definitely I, I was prepared like for failure. You know, it's like all right, well I can say I did it. Um Fast forward. You know, at some point of the line, you get the actual script or who he was reading for or whatever. And I remember I was reading for Dirk, um, the character of Dirk. And uh, I w- went up in there, and it was just like, not a dark room, but a very dim setting. You know what I mean? Okay. And, you know, I'm just like, hey, you know, how you My corporate training kicked in. You know what I mean? I was doing interviews and myself and hiring people in at that point in time uh, back at Chrysler. So I knew how to shake hands and, hey, how you doing? Come mm-hmm, on, Smith. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank um, you. And, I, dude, I don't even know where she came It was like, was she hiding in the closet? I don't know where she appeared from, but it was like, it was kind of an awkward silence. And then it was like, all right, well, who's going to read with them? And sure enough, she's, I'll do it. Because, like, nobody, she said it almost like, dang, who's going to read the, with what, them? The voice of God. Yeah, and, and, and she came out, and I'm like, Damn, Gina? Gina. And she was like, Tisha. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, right, Tisha, you, you are. So, um, I don't know to what magnitude. Uh, God wants uh, my level to to rise to as far as being in this game. But I will always tell that story because you just never know that one person that may change your life. Right. And I'm not saying she changed it in a way of, you know, she, I don't know what she did, but the fact that she not only read with me, she laughed hard with me and she said, boy, you funny. Now that, that's nothing to you know anybody? I guess, but for Gina, to me, it's right. Gina Sometimes Martin just said I'm funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that that was it, man. And you know, but before I could even get out the Fox doors, I had I was ready to call my mom just to tell y'all, guess who I read with? You know what I mean? But they were calling me like, hey, we want you to come back in uh, a couple of hours. And I remember because I remember sitting in the car just wait, I wasn't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, get some lunch. Or I'm not going I'll nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was also at that, that same time when I met Blair Underwood. Um, for those who remember, damn, dating my age. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, on the second go around, which you know, obviously that was that was it, you know. But um, it was a great experience for me, man. And that's when I say, yo, I I think I I got something in this, you know what I mean? And uh, that
1: had you ever acted before? No, prior no, to that, no, never. To?
0: And and school people, play, nothing. No, never. So what I will say though is, um, you know, at, at Cass, I my curriculum was business administration. Okay. But you would never know that because I was always performing. Mm-hmm. And if you I mean, you know MC, you know what I mean? I always would give a credit to her just because I just thought she was just a dynamic teacher. And she would let me skip. I can say it now because you, you retire <laughs> MC, so if you hear this, whatever, you shouldn't let me do it. But um Miss McCormick, by the way, for for us hear this our, uh nickname MC, she would let me come and, and skip and just sit in the auditorium and watch her put on these productions, you know what I mean? And the rehearsals and things like that. And, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, if I was in there skipping because I was looking at girls or whatever I was doing, the point is, it, it, it definitely gravitated to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, I do remember actually learning. I remember sitting right next to her as, her, as me sitting next to my wife right now, you know what I mean? Just looking at her, and, you know, and just seeing how she would be directing from the, I me mean, you remember the old yeah. uh, auditorium? Uh-huh. And she's no megaphone or nothing. That's how sharp and precise she was. You know what I mean? She didn't have to say and didn't have to yell much. She had the cast attention all the time. You know what I mean? Um And so I'll, I'll never forget that. So you, you just learn things. And it's funny because you don't know what world you're going to be in when, man, as you're growing tell up, me right? About it, I would have sure. never thought I'd be on the plateau that I'm on right now with, with all of this stuff, man, which is why I always just say, man, I, it's nothing but God. And when so when I say it, it's not being cliche. Like, oh, he's humble. He's No, it's because then I ain't, (laughs) I never thought I was going to do this, ever, you know? It's funny how um,
1: sometimes we may may not see it at all, but others will see it in you. Exactly. And um, Ms. McCormick could have saw it in you. She probably, just out of personality. Be my silent apprentice. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, you're talking about a a boy who was boo-hooing, or actually I was a young man, boo-hooing coming back from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Like, just feeling like a fella, just like, why can't, whatever you think. It is to do it. I, I sung in front of boys to men. I, me and my boy, drove to New York trying to meet Puffy and give him a d- like. Yeah. We did it all. You know what I mean? And it's just like, why can't I get on? You know what I mean? So, um, I think American Idol for all these years because who just who knows? You know what I mean? Like I maybe have never dabbled into what I, where I'm at right now uh, as far as an actor, writer, director, producer radio personality, you know what I mean, and just entrepreneur and most importantly out of all it is mentor, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, a person who can sit down with somebody and and spit the game and give the game back. That's what's most important.
1: Absolutely. Um so you went from that, so you left there feeling energized, ready to to yeah, take, take on take the, on the world. world. Come on, baby. And um you started doing plays.
0: Yeah, so um same year, 2005, uh was was that whole audition um at the Fox. I uh, didn't get it, but I auditioned for my very first play, which was called Love Is, um, Red Haze Productions, Dorothy Redmond to this day. Now, truly, truly, when you say who's the person that mm-hmm. you know, started me, it, it's Dorothy Tanae Redmond to okay. this day. If I ever win an Oscar, her, she's gonna get all the accolades. And it's not just because she, you know, gave me when my first shot. You win, you're right. It's not because she gave me my first shot as an actor. It's because she gave me my first shot as an actor and a director and had no idea what I was made of. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that was that was huge. So when I did it in 2005, uh, Love Is, um, and, and going back to, you know, I told you I was writing, used to write poetry. So I still, you know, m- the word monologue is still blue to me. I'm like, I don't know what that is. But also in the audition, I mean, in the, uh, in the casting call, in the listings it said, or poetry. I'm like, oh, I could write a poem all day. You know what I mean? And love at that, it's easy, right? I auditioned with this poem, and it was, you know, to their ears, uh, so good that not only did I get hired for that, uh, you know, a character, but they put that poem in it. You mm. know what I mean?
1: They had to feel gratifying.
0: Right? Yeah, I was like. Ooh. Really go put this in a script? Oh, I'm about to kill this scene. Like, I didn't. I don't. I didn't even need any other lines. Like, yo, whatever my role is, I didn't. You know, I remember his name was Jason or whatever, and he was the nice guy. Um, But like, before I even got a script, I'm like, whatever it is, I'm I'm straight. Um, But it was that next year, Jay, that I think transcended me mentally to like, okay, I have to do this now for so many reasons. It was in two. It was only one play. Um, but 2006, it was on again with the same production, Dorothy. It was on Voices in My Head, another production that's 1515 Broadway. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to go to California. Like, I'm, I'm about to just pack up my stuff and go. And that was literally the plan. And the way I ended up becoming a director was because, you know, as we're getting ready to do our first table read, you could hear her in the background getting into it with whoever the director was at the time. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of came out and she was like, well, y'all, I hate to say this, but I, you know, in so many words, like I, either we're going to postpone it or the production is not going to go up, whatever it is. Because we're right as of right now, we don't have a director. And it was my good friend Sabrina Underwood who was like, oh, Kamal will do it. <laughs> Just like that And I'm like yeah, Wait <laughs> What? You know what I mean? But Sabrina She had uh, done She did Love Is okay. In 2005 To play You know She brought a lot of the same cast members back For for the new piece And um You know This is one of those moments I'm looking at Dorothy like She's like well, You gonna do it? Yeah No yeah Yeah I'm gonna do it Yeah For sure For sure I'm gonna do this You know what I mean? Um and it's is about. That's why to this day, I'm you know I'm a firm believer about just giving chances. And sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't matter what you know your accolades are or what's on that resume, man. Because if we don't give somebody a chance, how will you ever? How do? would you? You know ever what I mean? It's that whole thing about being overqualified for a job. Well, hire me. You know what I'm saying? Or that? Or you're underqualified because you don't have enough on your resume. Well, give me that chance. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm always a big component of just giving back and giving people a chance to to try something. Just just try. If it doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out, you but know, at least give that opportunity, man. Let and, me go
1: out on my shield. Let me, yeah, let me exactly. Give that good effort.
0: And um, so, going back to saying, uh, you know, for a lot of different reasons, two thousand six was a a major year for me, is because um, I was at, planned like right after the play, or sometime following, not too far. Uh, I was going to move out to California, you know, do the California dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my father passed like two weeks wow. before the play. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, man, and. Um, it was like whoa, you know what I mean? But it was like it was never a thought. It was like never a thought in my mind if I wasn't going to do it or not, because I knew what he would say, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, that was my directorial debut, and uh, you know he missed it by two weeks, wow. unfortunately. Um, and it's so eerie because I still literally remember like somewhat feeling him in a seat, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I just knew right then and there like yo, I I got to keep going because. He was the person who I was actually scared to get blessings from. I was going to go regardless. I was grown, you know what I mean? But it's always good to get the blessings from your parents. Absolutely. Right? And my mom, yeah, I mean, that's that's my heart. You know what I mean? She's always – she's not missed, like, a talent show, even shows that we do to this day as adults. You know, she's always there. So getting blessings from her was nothing. But I just wanted him to say, yeah, go it's ahead. different from the father. Yeah, you it know is. what I mean? Um, so being that I had got it right before – uh the play went up, it was like, yo, it's on. So I mean, that literally started uh Lens Boys, which is my company. Um so my father died, my brother, who was living in Houston at the time, which is why another reason why this whole thing that's going on with Houston right mm-hmm. now is like kinda daring to me. I know a lot of good people down there. My brother lived there for over ten years. Um but he called me <coughs> excuse me and he said, Hey man, I know you you know plan on moving to California. And it's cool. If you want to do that, I got your back. But we can do that or we can bring Hollywood to us. And let's start a business together. And, like, the whole culture and the whole brand is bringing Hollywood to Detroit. Absolutely. Employing people and giving actors right here these jobs. When he said it, it kind of made sense because it was like, if you go to California, you're going to be a needle in a haystack. Now, being older now, I mean, that was back in 2007. I've been to California. I get it. The opportunity out there is crazy, right? So it's like whatever ratio you want to you put there. Like there's way more opportunity there to be seen than it is here for sure. But it's a million more actors and actresses all there for that right, reason. Right, 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 right. Versus staying here, planning a base and and, you know, building your resources. And now I'm out in the position where, I can do both. You know what I mean? I still I still want to man. I'm, I'm an East Side boy, man. I want to I want to make it from Detroit so bad. You Everybody know what I mean? They flaws, you know. Yeah. <laughs> floss, you know outside, so, yeah. yeah, 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 right. We was we was down my <laughs> Cas, but now yeah. it's like whatever. <laughs> but, you know what I mean, to 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 have that story, man, and to really make it from the D. That's very important to me. You know what I mean? And I feel like I can do that now. And I, yeah, I can still go have meetings out there. I've done it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or um, be, be flowing out there for whatever reason or hit Atlanta because that's another big market right now and Absolutely. Chicago is coming up too you know what I mean but, but it's still I still have that brand base right here so that was it man we 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 named the company Lynn's Boys after our mother because my mother's name is Lynn and we're her boys um. you know what I mean so in uh, and, and 10 years now we started in 2007 and in 10 years we've, we've we've done a lot man but it's all been because of God's protection um, and it's so much easier when you know like yo you're flying God's purpose, right? Yes. Like,
1: Absolutely,
0: 100%. All the risks that you take, you know what I mean? I, bro, like, people don't understand, like, man, I've been evicted, car repossessed. You I mean, all that stuff, you know what I mean? All the stuff that you hear, you know what I mean? I, except for living in the car, probably, you know what I mean? Like, I've been there flat broke, like, literally flat broke. Like, not the, man, I'm broke, but the for real, for real, like, right, right, I, right. I have no money. You know what I mean? But when you believe and when opportunities and doors just keep opening, and it's like, okay, well, this ain't a mistake. Every opportunity don't have a check attached to it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I just, you know, at this moment, I, every door closes because it's supposed to be. That's how I always feel. So, yeah, man, here I am. Man, that's really that's really dope, man. And, you know,
1: since then, I know it was a, a stretch. You may actually still be on the where every year you produced and did a play.
0: Yeah. Or, or – or uh a film or, or something. Yeah. Um, so from 2007 to 2011, um, straight plays. So I think it was like five or six plays in that in that, um, and that span. 2012, that was my first movie, which was Loud Pack. And then in 2013, um, I did also get back into doing plays, but at the same time, that's when I got my TV show too mm-hmm. because for men, that was on TV 20. Yeah. So for and Thirteen, I think that was season one. Two thousand and fourteen. Um, I'm trying to keep track of it all. Two thousand and fourteen is where, yeah, okay. So I was still doing theater and season two, but my mind, as far as theater, kind of diverted to the whole Big Brother role. Right. Mm-hmm. I felt like, man, I like, I've been supported in, in in all of this for so long. It's time for me to be Dorothy, right? So that's when I first started doing. Um, it's called my first break series. Right, and so for fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, um, for the last three years in a row, um, I've, I've done plays just focused on rookies—people that have, they're not going to get their chance unless you give it to them. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, so doing auditions and and not looking for the best talent—you know, looking for that passionate person who I can see ability in them. You know what I mean? Um, and then coupled with that, now now like the door is starting to open to where. Now people are asking me, yo, can you write, direct this, this, that?" And you know what I mean. So it's now it's it's kind of a it's, it's a it's a great place to be in, but sometimes it's frustrating because I got I mean I got like project on project on project in my mind, but it's hard to get I to it. When I, I'm,
1: I would assume so, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Being when a I, writer, yeah,
0: man, it's so much stuff I want to write. You know what I mean? But uh, it's it's a gift and a curse. But I'll take the gift side of it. That. I'm getting sought out now to to do other projects, to direct projects here, to write projects here, or, or so, or just be an actor in projects. You know what I mean? So when you write now, um, is it actually writing, or or do you do, like, voice notes? Do you do
1: the typing? How does that process mm, um,
0: work? No, it's actually writing. I, outside of 2015, um, I did a play at the Bowl Theater called Brian. Again, this is uh, my first series, My you know, the mm-hmm. series break. I wrote that whole thing on my phone. Okay. Um outside of that, yeah, man. It's just you pull up that laptop and you literally are just writing scripts. You know what I mean? So uh it's been a good journey. It's been a good look, man. A real good look. What's up, fam? It's good. No, it's good. You you you're good, man. You heard you father of the year. Uh
2: yeah, a lot of things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> taking care of kids, taking care of business. Oh yeah. Of, oh yeah. Oh good yeah. Good to see a
2: familiar face, man. Absolutely. I remember brother. You from, Way, way back in the day. You came out of Cass in 97. I came out in 99.
0: Okay, it was 99. Okay, yep, yeah, okay, yep. okay, okay. And when you did you come out? Uh, 2000. Okay. All right.
2: He was a young boy. Yeah, All yeah. Right. A little right. bit young. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: when
2: well, you graduated from that. Yeah, yeah.
1: From that uh, Junior Gladiator <laughs> Academy over <laughs> on the west side. Yeah, we, we spent a little time in Cass. Uh, uh, ended somewhere else. Yeah, you know I, mean? I got you. I got you. <laughs> um... But that's really dope, man. So I know you So you went from the plays whatnot, and you kind of touched on um, the we are
0: men. Because we're men, yeah, man. Um, I mean, because we're men, sh- you know, which was... Dave Angura. I'm going to keep saying that name. Dave Angura, Dave Angura, man. Um, I think my my story is just a testament of people who just believed in giving a chance, right? Um, good friend of mine, uh, I can't even say friend, sister of mine, um, Jenea Black, she... Uh, it, no, someone's no. someone's behind. Me. Oh, <laughs> yo, yo, both said I'm like, yo, is that, I'm about to say it again, Janab hey, Black, like, Just to see if y'all don't like that again. Like, wait, what just happened just now? Um she actually uh I met her through Dorothy as a matter of fact, but um she introduced me to a good guy and this is when I was just shopping a pilot for it because I'm in and um she's like, yo, she was doing um so it's like a networking type of speed dating network thing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, she you know, the president of uh, TV20 I mean down there. You should come with your pilot. And, you know, I, I came down there and I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody because I was like, I was just waiting on him to get to the table. I'm like, yo, I came here directly to talk to you. And I slid on my DVD for the pilot. Um, and then it was just a waiting game, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, he said, it, you know, looks looks like it could be something. But, you know, uh, right now I don't really see it you know, with our programming. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, another door would, you know, close, whatever. Um, And and that man hit me up in 2003. So that was 2011, maybe 12. It had to be 11, because I remember inviting him out to Pack premiere. And he came, and I'm like, yeah, so yeah. it's like yeah, it was like one of those real nervous things. I'm like, oh, please, God, I hope he likes this movie. Please, I hope he likes this movie. And uh, afterwards, he tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, hey, hey, man, you know, let's let's do lunch. And I was like, yes, you know what I mean. Cut to Hollywood. Let's do lunch. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But all and, it take
2: is one opportunity. That's to it. Really blow the door
0: open. That's that's it, brother. And um, he let me tell you something, man. That brother has so been such a, a mentor to me. Um, not only did he grant me my first season for a television show, but on The way out the door because uh, it was brought by scripts, mm-hmm. and you know, this it's, it's not nothing about nothing personal, it's just when you know, in sports, if a new general manager comes about to we're gonna clear a house, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Typically, that's just what happens, or a new head coach, you're gonna bring your team. He ended up going, uh, he's actually now um with WADL, but on the way out, I remember him saying, Hey, I'm about to send you over something, I need to hurry up and sign it, and make it back. And it was for season two, mm. he wanted to make sure. That's that love. the contract was in, so there's nothing they could touch for me to 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 do a season two. So, um, yeah, that's that's how that that happened, man. Man, I thought that
1: was really dope, man, for you to be on um, on television, yeah, on, and not was- like on. Random access channel Yeah Um. Uh, so I made it sure Like I set my DVR So even if I couldn't Catch it live Like I wanted to get this Man This stream Somewhere so it can be counted Thank you brother. Um, Thank you count, and it was, count it to Nielsen Thank you Right yeah. And it was a It was a, a legitimate sitcom Thank you brother And um So We kind of talked off here How important is it For you to do Projects that aren't The quote unquote Typical
0: Project well, um,
1: Show a little bit of diversity
0: Extremely To, to be direct with it Um I think that it's important for me, especially at this point in my career. Um, it's important to just show people that are coming up that, in a sense, we can do it too, right? So, if I'm, you know, a, a high school student, and then a lot of a lot of cast tech people, they like students, man, they they email me, they they reach out to me, you know, but they 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 were watching the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, because we're men, like that platform right there was like the stamp of. Detroit embracing me. You I, mean, I used to get stopped by so many people, gas stations, you name it, you know what I mean? And from all ranges, like, I would never think, like, yo, yo y'all, y'all watching the show? Y'all y'all love me. Like, I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, that's responsibility, right? Because mm-hmm. now you know these people are watching your show. So yeah. now you know you got to continue to have good product. And now you know that you have a platform that you can help other people. So, like, season two was all about, okay, look. I want to put way more people on, way more cam. I roll way more cameos, you mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, from all ranges, kids, it didn't matter, you know what I mean? I, I have a platform to be able to put people on TV. I, I can't be selfish with that, like by any means. And all these talented people that I know in this city, like yo, let's let's roll, you know what I mean? And um, I I, I can't put out BS, right? You see you, you know what I'm saying? And 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 like the pressure just only got really for me higher from season one to season two. It was like it needs to be funnier it needs to be, we went from <laughs> season 1 we shot at the radio station and we shot at the uh, at somebody's actually one of uh, our cast members brother's house that was like our, the house we used yeah, versus okay. season 2 we built a set you know what i mean so season 2 you know we got on um it wasn't kickstarter it was something else Um, I forgot what it was, just that quick. But, you know, uh, a GoFundMe type of deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all, we wanted to get bigger and better, y'all. You know what I mean? We brought people in um, to build sets and everything like that. And we just wanted to make it official. You know what I mean? So it was a good run, man. I I wouldn't take it back. And and the only reason why it wasn't a season three is just because I felt like, okay, season one I was, like, geeked to be on TV. Like, wow, I'm on TV. Like, every single Sunday. I can say that, right? (laughs) Season two was... Let me show the people that I'm supposed to be here, and wasn't just no gimme. Mm-hmm. Right. Season three, like what well, I, I think, what people you know misconstrue and maybe think like when you're on television, you think you're like, oh, you know, he's like every other deal, you are getting money. Like, no, it wasn't paid TV. I didn't pay to play. Thanks think to Dave again, but like I had to produce the show. You know what I mean? So I'm just spending. Thousands of dollars For my passion and my heart But at the end of the day I'm not making any money off this right. The actors ain't The crew not We all just in it together You know what I mean So I felt like I don't want to do it anymore Just to say I, I did it You know what I mean I've been on TV for two years now I felt in my heart Like yo I got good product Enough to go and shop now mm-hmm. But if something's on For two seasons No matter what Right, I mean that's something. You know, yeah. what I mean, I don't, I don't care where you you created some value. Yeah, so it was like, okay, let let's use these resources. Let's reach out to all platforms, BET, uh, Bounce, whoever. You know what I mean? And and, okay. and let's sh- shop the hell out this thing. Um, and now it's just the decision that you know I made to, to, to go forward with, with because we're men.
2: I mean, it's still a business at the end of the day, and yeah, I mean, you're trying to. Trying to get the vehicle rolling. So are there any more plans for, for TV in the future? Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Like, because we're men, don't stop. You know I mean? It's just not seen. You know what I mean? Um, for that matter, there's, there's a season three written, okay. you know, already. Um, I mean, because you look at it like
2: now, tradition. Now with the internet, YouTube, yep. a lot of other other different platforms, you don't have to just be stuck on, or I don't even want to say stuck, you just don't have to deal with just the traditional TV route. Exactly. I mean, like it, it, how, exactly. Um,
1: Money and violence took off. You sure. know what I mean? Strictly off of YouTube. Exactly. And that was like a, I mean, a hood version of The Wire. Like, it was literally on Mondays, like, where's my upload? Like, I need to, I need to I watch it. I want to check it out.
0: Exactly. Um, which, which, ha- just to, to piggyback off of you, bro, it, that has been a thought for, like, a season three. Like, okay, like, if I did do it, there's nothing wrong with using, like, the internet is to, to your advantage these days. You know what I mean? When you look at, uh, what's your girl's name? It's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. right. You know what I mean? insecure. You know what I mean? It, I mean, yeah, it started dude, with awkward awkward yeah, black, black girl. girl. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's 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 like use it. And that's still something that I have to learn to, to do more, to be honest with you. Um but that goes back to what I was telling you, is like it's just been a gift and a curse because I'm getting hired now to do all of these projects, which is a blessing. But it sometimes takes away from my, my own projects that I want to get up and running. Right. You know, what I mean, I got a couple of web series in my mind that I want, I want to throw out. You know,
1: I mean, you got a uh, Lear Corn heading up YouTube now. Yeah. So like, uh, Nick that's Cannon huge. just released his movie um, King of Dance Hall on YouTube, Red. Like, so that's a viable source. Wow. That's that one. Yeah. Okay. Um Nick Cannon and um, it's. I think every uh, dance hall person. Uh, who has any bit of credibility and whatnot is in that movie? Uh, Kreisha Turner now, um, is it a, Busta uh, Rhymes? A documentary type of thing? No, it's an actual movie. Actual That's movie. Dumb. That's um, dope. It was released on YouTube Red, so you, you, so you do have to be behind the paywall. Okay, but um, I mean YouTube is a viable. And they just started their television streaming service. Okay, so you can watch live television. So like YouTube is a is a valuable tool. It's worldwide. Everybody got a phone. An iPad, a computer. Right. You were literally getting more houses than TVs. <laughs> TVs. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. Exactly. So to your point where you're doing season one, season two, and not getting a financial gain, uh well, not too much financial gain, like I I, would, I can just make some money off the ads. Yeah. Off of YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely. if, if you know what I mean, so that's definitely a viable source, man. Yeah. So um and I, I noticed that um From the television show, and now we're going to talk about uh, your new movie. Uh, Some of the cast is the same. You guys have a a, a really good chemistry. Yeah, Um, yeah. Your man. uh, Dez, Dez, yeah, 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 man.
0: Um, So back in 2005, man, we we started together. um, And it was me, Dez, Lawrence Thomas, and our our comedian, J-Bell. And we literally made a pact that, yo, we're going to make it together. Like, that's what we meant. I mean, we walked over from 1515 Broadway to uh, the beer company, and we you know, we all had doors. We toasted to it. And um, Lawrence actually ended up moving, and he's actually just moved back. So we're excited about that. Um, but that's been a vision. So throughout all those years from 2005, it was like, you know, we had the, the runs with the place. Um, and, and with me and Dez, man, I can honestly say, man, we're special when it comes to our chemistry. You know, and obviously because it's because we've been – over 10 years we've been working together but that boy is just is ignorant when it, <laughs> comes, when it, when, you know, when it comes to acting you know what I mean I'm right. not in the <laughs> the ignorant way um, and so when when Coffee Talk came about actually Coffee Talk actually I wrote that back in 2008 when I had no idea I was gonna ever do film right so that's how far this goes back um, I wrote that script I was still working on story, as a matter of fact and uh, my good friend Michael Brooks was like Yo, you should write a movie and I'm like I should right, you know, what I mean, and I was like, Well, actually, I wrote one before, um, but yeah, I think I am ready, ready to write another one. And so he's like, Oh, for real? He's like, Let me read it. So, whatever, read that one that was called The Light, and we actually shot that at Wolverine University. But it's one of those movies that never came out, um, it just got shelved. I we lost footage, all types of stuff. But he came back and he was like, Man, I got an idea. I said, All right, what's up? He said, Dude, you should write about what goes on right here. And I'm like, What you talking about? He said, Man, like. You know how we always meet at the uh, at the in the break room, you know, and we we always talk, you know, always We're talking about the girls. Hey, see what she's wearing today inside the office. I mean, and that's literally how the idea came about of coffee talk. You know, you know what, what I mean? Girl. It was just about being in a break room, bros, just talking to bros. You know what I mean? That's and, how and
1: we came up with the shop talk. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. You
0: know what I mean? It was just it did that, and that and that's literally how it came to be. So I wrote it. First of all, as a, as a writer, for me, I'm the type of writer. Once I start writing, I can't stop. Like, I envy the writers that are able to sit down. And so I don't I don't say that in a knock. I say that because I, I just literally can't stop. If I stop, I have scripts right now that are just not done. Because if once I stop and put it down... not messing with it. No. Yeah, it's like, it's so hard for me to get back into that mental state. You know what I mean? So typically when I write, the reason why I, I can finish the script pretty aggressively quickly is because I'm, like, addicted to it. I'm addicted to finishing the next scene. I'm addicted to getting to the end, in a sense. You know what I mean? So... I remember writing it for him, and he took it home and read, it and he was like, "Man, I love it." Fast forward and, were we, 17, 16, I oh am sorry, two thousand maybe fourteen, fifteen. Um, I tried to 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 do it, you know. I, mean, I was pitching it to to some of the guys here, like, "Yo, we should do this. We should do this movie," you know. Um, and it just didn't happen. Um, but it's when it, we did fireworks the movie in two thousand and sixteen. That just came out last year, yeah. Um, and I work with two young brothers, um, Jason Gaines and, and T. Rich. And, I mean, what, 21, 22 at the time, whatever. But just seeing their passion in filming, and, and I'm like, y'all want to work with y'all. You know what I mean? Like, for real. You know what I mean? But again, about giving that chance. And I'm like, yo, is this your first movie? And it was like, you know, basically like, yeah, they're accustomed to doing music videos, which a lot of the cameramen here do start off doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but their age didn't, like, shy me off or at all. I like I literally saw maturity in filming, you know what I mean? And just looking at how he was getting the angles and different shots. So I sat down with him um, and another uh, good brother of mine, Diego Cruz. And I'm like, look, y'all, what we need to form is basically the Justice League of filming. You know what I mean? Like, we all know – it." We don't have the resources, financial resources, like we would love to have here. So, like, when you say, yo, um, how much for filming? I mean, like, for real, for real, to give what people actually deserve, even myself, as a director. I never charge what I'm worth, honestly speaking. Mm -hmm. Because we just don't have it here like that. But that doesn't mean that we can't work together and do and put something great together. And exchange some goods and services. Exactly. So, I mean, it's bartering to its highest level. So, you know, I'm just talking to him about the idea. I'll just talk to him a little bit about the movie. Which I get that in a second, but they was just like all in, like yeah. I'm like, it don't stop the coffee talk. It's like yo, so what y'all got coming up? And then what? How can I? What role am I on that project? And and I don't have to be Kamal the director or leading that. I don't care about that. Let's just make good product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I whatever I got to do to get, I'll be a PA if I have to. You know what I mean? Just what you want me to do, bro. You know what I mean? Um, and it just it came for which So it always starts there because if you don't have your your crew, then you don't have <laughs> you don't got nothing as far as film. Right. Um, and then everything just, it just went, you know, I, mean? I think, of course, with the, the relationship between the two characters, getting into the movie now, um, Malik and Mike is basically like two two worlds collide that are like totally different, right? So you got Malik, who's this player pimp, and then you got Mike, who's the, the family man, mm-hmm. right? married with children type of dude. And... Um, you know, reading it back, because it's like, okay, now it's kind of outdated in a sense of certain things in the script. So reading it back, I'm like, okay, certain things I need to change, because it was 2008 when I wrote this. But it's still damn funny. Like, it's hilarious, you know what I mean? And I always don't try to fool people. It's nothing new under the sun. It's a romantic comedy, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's still all about boy meets girl, you know what I mean? But it's just boy meets girl and how the chemistry between the two come. I mean, it's about a man who really doesn't have no clue about dating because he's so used to just hitting it. You know what I mean? Which in today's world is it's not too far a, from the that's sh- what dating is. You see what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. So I'm actually glad that it, you know, again, given everything to God, it's all perfect timing because people don't these these younger, how do I do gonna say kids, adults don't even really know what dating is. You know what I mean? And it's a for real like date scenes in this movie. You know what I mean? The dating of, of old, if you will. Um, so that's what makes it funny because you know my character I have no clue about dating so I got to rely on him you know what I mean to kind of help me and it's like at the wrong times I'm calling on his help to to get me through dates and things like that man um and we won't say what happens in the end and you just got to see yeah. it at the end. but I thought
1: the trailer was pretty funny especially when uh, there was a scene where uh, she wanted. She said she wanted to go to walk. Yeah, everybody loves that <laughs> part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he starts hitting that biggie. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. And when I saw that, and I just saw y'all on screen thinking like. From the TV show to this movie, like they that probably in my mind is how it worked out in my brain. Like that probably helped this chemistry come together because yeah,
0: Um, and not just even with Dez, man, Uh, even um, with with my wife uh, Kiana, um, who it's it's funny because yeah, and she plays basically the opposite of me, so it's funny. You know, people ask a lot of time about you know what is it like working with your wife um, or directing your wife or being in you know because she was also one of the cast women too. Um, She played the. I was her boss, and she played the, the, the employee that never did any work, you know what I mean? Um, I love giving her roles that are literally not outside her character, mm-hmm. right? I, I, like I, At this point of our career, I think that's what we should be aiming for, you know what I mean? Challenge yourself the diversity. as an actor, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, my wife is the sweetest person that can be, well, until you don't. Close the shower, but <laughs> I, and then it's like, Who are you? Um, close the shower, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you do not know in the Smith household how much that <laughs> come on! like, What <laughs> did st- a dog die? What is wrong? Did you leave a shower curtain? Jesus Christ, <laughs> but um, given give, being able to be in a position where to give me to uh, the casting, um, roles where um. One, so she basically plays the female me, you know what I mean, in, in this movie, which is hilarious because she's everything but that, you know what I mean? The the promiscuous woman, which well, she better not be. Um <laughs> that you know what I mean? I don't like that laugh. Um <laughs> So so adding to adding to the cast, it was just like, yo, okay, so that's gonna be cool, like a des mom. And the cool the cool thing about Coffee Talk is it what do we have, uh six? Five, four, five, six. I'm sorry, six, six casted, uh, uh cast. Not completely, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, That'd be a really boring movie, but I mean, as far as the main lead and co stars, yeah. yeah, man. So it was, it was just kind of cool to all put together, man. And uh, we're we're excited about this project, man. I mean, it's it's really like through the years, man. Even even to up to date, you know, I'm always nervous. Always nervous because you put you you're putting something out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And when you put out a movie, you just got to know you're basically putting out a movie to to get criticized, right? I mean, or any art because that's
2: movies, music, anything. I mean, because you're an artist, and that's it's it means something to you. But everybody else is gonna look at it, pick it apart.
0: Exactly. Like there's like you could say, well, I'm just doing this for me. I don't care, but you care. Like you you know what I mean? There's nothing. Yeah, you you always care, but I I can like stand on my own too and say. I don't have a worry in the world with coffee. Like it's, it's growth. You know, what I mean, it's 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 hilarious. It's the cast is just dynamic, um, and it's done. You know, what I mean, this is like it's a relief for that something that you've had for eight, well, technically 10 nine years, years now. Yeah, like it's done. It's finished, which is what I'm always encouraging you know writers to do. Like, yo, just finish the damn script. Like that's the most important thing. Then you can go back and edit it however you want to edit. But a lot of times it's not really writer's block. It's just you getting in your own way. It's you block. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're getting your own way. Just keep writing. Just finish the thing mm-hmm. and then go back. So to, to have it ready to go in eight days now, you might as well call it seven, man. We're we, we are, we're amped. We're ready. We're ready. And, sh- and thank y'all so much for supporting this film, man. Um, I say that on behalf of. All of us filmmakers, producers, playwrights, and everything, if we don't have y'all filling these seats up, we can't continue doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So everybody even looking at my social media and, like, you see person after person holding up their coffee talk tickets, yes, thank you all. Or the Eventbrite online, thank y'all, man, because if it's not for y'all, we are not going to be in Royal Oak next Saturday. So thank y'all.
1: Um definitely, man. Saturday, September the ninth. Yes. Correct.
0: Yes, yes. Uh
1: so for anybody who haven't seen the trailer and don't know doesn't know about the movie, um, how would you explain what the movie is about? All
0: right, so uh first of all, go see the trailer on eventbrite.com. You know, just uh look up Coffee Talk, the trailer is right there for you. Or of course you can just literally go to my my, my uh Instagram, Kamal Smith2, that's K-A-M-A-L Smith two. Um the movie is about boy meets girl. Boy doesn't know how to be with girl. That's literally in the, the dumbest terms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, um, myself is playing the character of, of Malik. I'm really not wanting to be in a committed relationship. I'm just tired of people telling me that you ain't never going to be in a committed relationship. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. If you, we've I was going to say we've all been there because maybe I haven't been there. <laughs> I know I've been there before. I, I was bad back in. I was always good. huh, baby. <laughs> I was always the same. Um, but sometimes you just get tired of hearing that. You yeah. know, and I know it's, this is not like a true story by any means, but I know in my case growing up, and especially in my young 20s, like, I just didn't want to be in a relationship. That doesn't mean I can't be committed. Like, mm-hmm. I got tired of hearing that from a mom. from my, Like, yeah, you ain't never going to be committed. Like, man, I, I just don't... I'm moving right now. I'm, I've got don't, stuff don't going the, on. Uh,
1: the relationship me based on the single me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, people. man, so... um, once it gets past that factor, uh, I'll just fast forward. Um, in comes La Um, Shout out to La um, who, who uh, plays um, Heather, and uh, it's like whoa. You know what I mean? It's like love at first sight type of deal. But now, you really though, no. the guy so, that huh? <laughs> really though, no. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now but the the guy who is you know so accustomed to being quick with the, with, with tongue on his words, you know, he just got game. You know what I mean? It's like He's fumbling the ball. He's like, I don't, I'm messing up here, but, but and, and why is that? Because he, for the first time, for real, actually caught feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, for the first time ever, now he's experiencing the other side. Not that she's, you know, playing him or gaming him, but, you know, he, now she, you know, is the first person who's not answering the phone when he calls, or the first person that he's waiting on her to call. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is not me. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and so there is a huge twist in this whole thing. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the, the moral of the story is, man, if if you feel that somebody's the one, go for it. You know what I mean? Um, these millennials, I don't even know if they know what love really is these days. You know what I mean? Um, and that's why we're excited. You know, the whole Lens Boys team is excited to put out Put out a movie of of in a sense love again, not being all like mushy and stuff like that. But it's not like, dude, you go on social media, it's DM and yeah. let's roll. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, I, bay today is not bay tomorrow. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, it, I think it's like the perfect moment, the perfect time um to be able to put a, a true, you know, love story out there again. You know what I mean? The, the old fashioned tear juggers if you will, not that you're gonna cry on coffee talk, but you're definitely gonna laugh your ass off. Please understand that. Um, but that's 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 it, man. It's people have been asking. what I'm saying, you it's, it's not nothing new under the sun. You know, it's a boy me girl's storyline, but it's uh, it, it's how it's told and it's how it's delivered that I think is really gonna have people uh, attached to the to the to the film. Perfect. Um, where can people find out More information about the film um, You can go to Eventbrite.com You can go to uh, Of course my Instagram page Kamal Smith too. Um You can go to um, HotHipHopDetroit.com There's a link on there um, And just Come man Just go y'all go, go to the movie Go to the movies with bay and, <laughs> and whichever one you want to pick Or go to It's five theaters Let me explain that to y'all Okay Right So it's five different theaters it's going to be shown in all at one time.
1: Oh, okay. Right?
0: So uh, I I think Imagine Royal Oak is 12 theaters all together. Five of them will be coffee talk, all starting at 8. Let me say this part real slow. Starting at 8 o'clock, people, my people, (laughs) because y'all know how y'all do. The red carpet is at 7. Come fresh to death. At 8 o'clock, I've been told so many times by Royal Oak Management, uh, the movie's going to be starting at 8 o'clock, come on. So we just want to let you know. Like, yeah, I, I got it. I got it, 8 o'clock. No, no, no really, 8 o'clock for real. Just so you know, though, it's <laughs> exactly. really going to start at 8 o'clock. In all five theaters, it'll start at 8 o'clock, man, so it's going to be a good look. And then, of course, in the outlet, man, we'll, um, you know, chuck it up, party, man, have a great time and celebrate, uh, you know, another another, another successful project. Man, well, we want everybody to listen and
1: to go out, if you're in the local area, to go out and um, support next Saturday, the 9th of
0: September, and yes. come out.
1: Put a suit on. Get on the red carpet. Yeah,
0: man. And, and I'm just, everyone like, you. do I got a dress, I dress it? Listen, listen. Here's the thing about this, people, and I'm very adamant when I say this. So listen to how I say it when I say it when I want to say They need to know, I'm going to put quotations on they, need to know that we can do it too. We can get dressed up and have a, a, a great, classy event just like the rest of them, right? There was, all, there was much hesitancy already being at Imagine Royal Oak. Luckily, the movie, uh, the trailer was, you know, pleasing to them. they like, oh okay, oh okay, mm-hmm. oh okay, is what I got. Oh okay, no, looks looks we good. Thought, we thought it was gonna be a good yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it because guess what? That's what we put out. Yeah. So that that is exactly what we put out. So I, you know, I, I'm I know now that I wasn't the first to ever try to be an uh, imagined or approach to them. Uh, there's been many denials, so I'm I'm just happy that I'm I've been approved. But yeah, I want y'all to look good. Why not? Come on, you you don't get dressed up for nothing else, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not saying be like me because I'm going to be tuxed out, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Just you, you, jeans are still acceptable, but but ladies, you gonna throw some jeans? I'll throw some heels with it with a nice you know top. You know what I mean? I would like for it to be dressier than jeans, but I'm just saying, like just throw throw a blazer on, fellas. It's okay. Yeah. Let's 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 go out there. Let's go, look good together. Let's take. There's gonna be plenty of cameras snapping. Uh, let's just have a good time and celebrate celebrate a great project.
1: Dope, man. Really, really dope, man. But well, we've been watching and uh, we appreciate you, first for coming through. Thank you, man. Uh, speaking Thank on you the for movie. having me, man. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate the grind and the hard work when you win and feel like we win too, man. Thank so, you. Thank
0: you, man. Thank you. Seriously, brothers. I appreciate y'all. Y'all don't even know.
1: All right, man. Next Saturday, September 9th. Um,
0: go to Be Event. there.
1: Eventbrite. Get those tickets or we'll catch them in the street. You ain't lying. Hey, a
0: masterpiece. Uh, I got them in the trunk. <laughs> you, I, I'm not. I, listen. I have not arrived. I want everybody to know that. I know y'all in the words of Biggie, you hear me on the radio like whatever it may be, but I have not arrived, man. I'm not nearly to where I want to be. I'm the same old Kamal that I've always been. I will come to you wherever you I want to make it. If you're supporting me, it's only right that I am convenient. Make it convenient for you. So wherever you are, just holler at me, just email me, text me, DM me, whatever. Where you at? I'm I'll pull up, you know? I'm make it easy for you. So please don't be afraid to do that, all right? Check them out on the radio every morning. Yes, with the morning heat, man. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on hot 1075. And um man, just thank y'all. That's all I'm gonna say, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. Though. All right, man. We back.
1: Uh we kind of reverse, so we're gonna do our intros in the middle of the show. Is that okay with you? That's fine. All right, bet. Fuck it. Yo, what up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the 10 your hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, aka only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say J.U. Ice. Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. A.K.A. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up?
2: I actually like that one. I actually like that one. (laughs) And it's your man Dame Gone Wild. The pride of PA. The West Side Landlord. Your mama's favorite Dame. High Chief Dame. Don't fuck around. The Husky Home Wrecker and Dame Lannister. I'm gonna keep with that one. The Mother Slayer. You put your mom in front of me. Guess what? It's going down like a Tyson fight. That's, Old school Tyson fight.
1: That's what's up. Yeah, I was, I was, I got drawn to the Lannister, and I instantly started thinking about Game of Thrones. You yeah. Are saying? we doing TV time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can jump right into it. We jump right into TV time. Uh, you, did you like it? Oh, of course, I liked it. It's hour and a half episode. Worth every every fucking minute of it. Yeah, man. It was a lot of shit in this episode, and
2: um, uh, they tied up a lot of loose ends and then kicked the door open for next season. Cause yeah. when the ice dragon and the walkers came through and broke down the great wall,
1: the 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 dragon that nigga was spitting blue flames for a long time. Like, yeah. man you, you ain't get tired. <laughs> but I
2: mean, this wall that took them years, years to build, that's been held up for hundreds of years. Yeah, came down in about five five good TV minutes.
1: Yeah, man. Um, what you think? What you make about Tyrion, kind of like peeping out the door outside uh, of Daenerys and Jon Snow?
2: He's gonna betray them sooner or later because Tyrion loves his brother. He he loved the fuck out of his brother, and that loyalty to family is gonna be the down. I don't want to say be the downfall, but it's
1: definitely gonna be a plot twist in the next season. And I, I was also, kind of I was kind of feeling that way because like on the writing tip, right. Why would you write that in? Cause you focused on him or whatever. You focused on his face. He he had a he was uncertain. And the other thing that they wrote in or they did specifically is when he was in there talking to Cersei, he said, "I really love my children." And then the end of the conversation cut off. Like you didn't hear the rest of the conversation, and he just came out and she was on board. Yeah, like he didn't really say what made her get on the board or whatnot. So, there's I'm, some fuckery involved. I don't know, man. That's that be that that would be. That would be kind of heartbreaking.
2: It wouldn't be, man. We can't get emotionally invested in HBO shows because they kill
1: off people turn on you. Well, I I mean, I don't know if heartbreaking is the right word, but like much of this season or much of the entire series has kind of been like he's been like the protagonist. He's been like the good guy the whole time. Yeah. Even when he was the he was never really the bad guy.
2: No, but I mean things change. Yeah, so things change. That would be a, a shocker. And I think Young John Snow knocked up Daenerys. Yeah, they finna have a. Yeah. Is it okay for me to say a retired looking baby? Because they cousins, they auntie and I mean nephew. I Maybe don't have know. a baby with six fingers on one hand.
1: What one of them is kind of? I mean, I know they tend to. It's in the bloodline.
2: It's yeah. in the bloodline.
1: Well, you know the Queen of England been doing this for years. Uh, there you go with that shit again. Uh, you know. It ain't a conspiracy theory. It's you know what was conspiracy. better? really?
2: What I don't want to even say was better than Game of Thrones this week?
1: What was that? Insecure. Insecure was funny. It was With
2: Issa in his whole phase, and to bring it back to a classic Detroit song, okay. she took it in the face. <laughs>
1: She took it in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? She thought was gonna happen?
2: I don't know, and I don't know why she got so so upset about it. He gave you a warning. He did. He gave you a warning before he shot
1: that camera. Did you know? She said she she use she don't really do that. I don't. know. No mean, wonder why Lawrence didn't have no fucking motivation to go to, <laughs> to fucking to get work. off the couch. She me no head at all. Like what? I think she
2: said something about only doing it for her man, like not just randomly. But
1: she first, she kind of gave the impression that like, yeah, I'll do this. If like, you eh. ain't sucking
2: no dick, you're going to be single for a long fucking time. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just have an honest conversation. That's just how the fuck it's going to be.
1: I'm So I'm kind of conflicted with this season of Insecure now, man. Not like as far as conflict. I don't anymore.
2: think it's been that good of a season when I look at it as a whole. Last season was way better.
1: The reason I'm conflicted is, so initially, I this is what I figured was going to happen like her and Lawrence to get back together later later and shit like but currently like why would you want her again like she has her stock has plummeted I'm not even
2: going to go that far man cuz love is a strange fucking animal and when people like we just say you're a different person when you're single as opposed to a relationship like when she's Me. single
1: yeah, ew, okay when
2: well, your girl is single she doing the same shit like she like to get
1: fucked she doing the same shit the niggas is doing what i'm saying is I know that I'm a different person. You know what I'm saying? I know who I am for single. But from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. like, I don't, like, your stock has dropped though. Like, you don't get, you can do whatever you want to. Ain't I'm no like rules that. when you're single. I, ain't no rules when you're single. Yeah, but you still got a value. And your value can be high or it can value be low. You can do and what you, can, you want. You're not a bad person. But if your stock ain't what it is, no I don't more. even
2: discuss what I do when I'm single with women because it's none of your business. If you want to know what I'm doing, then we need to be together in a committed
1: relationship. So let me ask you a question. When you dealing with women or any woman out there, there is a perceived value on this person, correct? Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, like, like, this is somebody I want. And then there are some people that you see as valuable or less valuable— at some point somebody that you used to want to mess with, you don't you don't really fuck with them like that no more. Right?
2: Nah, I don't. But I mean, like like for me, I've had this conversation before. I don't ask about body counts and shit that you do. All I don't give no out fuck about that.
1: Just all that body count shit out the window. But
2: that's what that's when we start looking at people's value though. Like when you see what they was doing when they were single, how much of it they were doing and who they were doing it with, then that reflects on your the
1: value that you have for that person. And decision, I don't give a fuck about shit like the that. The decision making is more the actual act is one thing, but the decision making that lead to that, like nigga, you just got here going, wow, like
2: I'm single, I do what I want to. Okay, as long as I'm disease free at the end of the day, it don't matter what I did and who I did it with. Your mama, your cousin, your home girl, all that's in my past now.
1: I mean, that's one way to look at it. You know, but when you got two people involved, some it, sometimes it do matter <laughs> what you do. Hey man, some people's stock drop. You ain't this, the chick used to like that used to be the shit in high school. No, you probably look at her right we, now, and she and she not shit. Look, the chick that I was For crushing on heavy reasons. in high
2: school is probably like. My my father had a good friend that pulled me to the side and told me that thick at seventeen is a recipe for fat at yeah, thirty five. And that was, shit was true.
1: Like really though, like the so she looked like a bag of dirty ass clothes. This is the the general rule. This is not speaking in absolutes, but normally, like if you were really skinny and like in middle school, high school, right now you got that grown thick, that Croatian grown woman body. If you were like regular looking in high school. You may be on the right on the other side of that, but if you was like thick and bad as hell in high school, you big as fuck right now. Yeah, like that's just like big as
2: a box Chevy.
1: Don't peak in high school, fam. It's a lot of
2: motherfuckers that peaked in high school. I know a lot of niggas that peaked in high school for real. Niggas used to be men. Yeah, used to be. You can't jit like that no more. Your knees
1: bad. And now they in front of the, the liquor store trying to bum a cigarette.
2: Man, that shit broke my heart that this girl I went to school with. I seen her off on Six and Woodward. Trying to make eleven. Mm. And Like I remember you I remember you But Damn. I mean It is what it is
1: Man we all We all out of order She this won't episode. burn me <laughs> We all out of order episode, This episode man I forgot to ask How was your week
2: man Uh Week was all right. Child support court went a lot better than expected. Okay, she showed mercy on a nigga, and all I can say is thank you. Okay, because the, the shit, the shit could the Lord week, of Light uh, worked. Out the Lord way. of Light and a woman that did not have to be merciful on a nigga was. So all I can say is thank you. So are you Sincerely,
1: gonna, are you gonna start respecting women and calling them queens now? Oh man, you saw that. <laughs> you saw the whole thing
2: on my snap. I can call her a queen, and she'll get a nice nicer mother's day gift this year okay. uh traffic court didn't really go how i wanted it to judge said i could drive though with that paper tag in the window but mm-hmm. my license is still suspended so i'm just trying to play it easy because i don't want to go back to jail yeah not right now
1: i actually was in the, uh traffic court again today yeah. for what oh, a whole ass parking ticket man oh man fuck that parking ticket why this shit's 45 dollars though
2: it's 45 dollars if you don't pay it. no the regular price. where'd you get it at Detroit? Yeah. Oh, well, that's something different.
1: Like, I, I, apparently they changed just a couple of years ago. They used to be like $10, $15, $45.
2: Yeah, because in Royal Oak, if you get one, it's like $8 if you pay it, mm. like, within the first couple of days. No
1: paying that shit. Um, They'll well, suspend license they, over a parking ticket. Yeah, well, apparently, it. because niggas wasn't paying their tickets, is the reason why the tickets went up. Because I guess the city of Detroit had a, a bunch of outstanding debt, and they made a deal to pay for it or to borrow to pay for it, and they had to raise the price. So now they got to fuck me over. Yeah, it was kind of your fault. Probably. Yeah, it, niggas like me. Uh, Somebody actually told me that today. She was like, niggas like your co-host. Uh, who said is, Who said I'm not telling you. <laughs> show your fucking coward ass face. <laughs> but it, like, it was like, niggas like your co-host. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I am like, I'll make sure to mention that to him today. <laughs> coward. Um, Say it to
2: my face when you see me in these streets.
1: Uh, uh, the fight. Yeah, man. Well, before we get last week, last Saturday, we did have the... Um, Community Day, the backpack giveaway. Oh, yeah, Community at Day. Tommy's Barbershop. At Tommy's Barbershop. Uh, We're Tommy like Eat y'all Barbershop have a nice turnout. Turn man, we probably gave over like 300 backpacks out, man. Had the bounce houses out there. Um, shout out to, to the homie John. He bought ice cream for all the kids on the ice cream truck. hundred different, 100 ice creams. He tapped out a hundred. Like, all right, y'all. Yeah, that's enough. Because <laughs> <That's enough. laughs> uh, ice cream
2: ain't what it, ice cream no cost what it you used. You struck a
1: deal worth a dollar, a dollar, a dollar a piece. Okay, that's so, a good deal with the ice cream. And this cream was truck. towards the end of the night. I mean, the end of the evening. So there were still uh, literally one hundred kids there still. Okay, um, so definitely really good turnout. Uh, a lot of supplies and a lot of the shop um, is about giving back for sure. We're about giving back. Um, and you're listening to this. I'm uploading this probably. Around midnight-ish or 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it is Friday night. But by the time you're here, it's going to be Saturday. Um, and this Saturday, um, we actually are having a little uh, a diaper drive um, for the tiniest victims of Hurricane Harvey, Harvey um, in Houston, Texas. Um, so we'll be up here from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, collecting back. diapers and um, hygiene supplies whatever to ship down to Texas on, on September the 5th. Um, so that's very important because uh, Hurricane Harvey happened this week, uh, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But- yeah,
2: man, it's displaced a lot of people, put a lot, hurt a lot of families, yeah. uh, just really put a big squeeze on on the city of Houston. I got a partner of mine moved down to Houston about four or five years ago. Luckily, when I reached out to him, nothing from the hurricane yeah. has affected him, but his surrounding community
1: you know, is essentially gone now. Had to reach out to my cousin DJ T Gray down in Houston. Um, uh, and he's okay. Um, his child, his children, are okay, my aunt is down there okay. But like you said, the surrounding area um, is not, and um, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad, man. So whatever we can do to help and to assist, uh, we we want to do that.
2: And unfortunately, you know, just. Because I watch the news, the weather, you know, because it's just part of my job, and it affects you know mm-hmm. how we ship out things. That there are like two other storms that are supposed to be coming mm. and touching down like within this week and possibly like ten to, another ten to fifteen days out. So man. I mean, it's not it's not over with yet, unfortunately.
1: So thoughts, prayers, and energy and um and relief efforts all go into uh, Houston uh, right now. All right, man. So we'll double back on that, but to your point. About the week uh, last Saturday, the fight was last Saturday, man. How'd you enjoy the fight?
2: Uh, shout out to everybody that live streamed the fight, showed it on Periscope and all that. Because I did not leave the crib. I watched <laughs> the fight on Twitter,
1: the entire fight. Twi- I usually watch. I usually watch the pay per view events that I don't want to buy that way. But it was over to the homie crib. It was, it was what we thought it was going to happen. Um, I enjoyed the fight to be perfectly honest. Conor McGregor is a tough motherfucker. Is it like yeah? He he hung in what ten rounds with eh about six. Uh, Only he, reason I say about six because Floyd didn't literally did not start fighting until the fourth round. Um, we, if you he had
2: to for a hundred dollars he was gonna give me some he's gonna give the people yeah, something
1: for real. Um, so I've been watching and listening to everybody who before the fight started, folks who so listen. Boxing is my favorite sport. Clearly. Um, I, I watch it every single day, uh, no matter what. Like, something I'm watching, something about boxing, YouTube, anything, whatever. Um, and people were hyped on this counter shit. Well, he hits hard, that strong left hand. Floyd hasn't, skip Bayless specifically. Floyd has never faced somebody as strong as this. It- fuck out of here. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, and he's faced hella fighters, yeah. hella strong ass fighters. Yeah. So, what Floyd did. And what he said, even Floyd Sr., in the first round, you can overhear him say, we're going to wait until the fourth round, and then we're going to start going. Like, he literally said that, you know what I mean? The first round, Floyd came out, said, this is supposed to be the strong guy. I'm 40 years old, 40 and a half. I've been on the couch for the last two years. This the 28-year-old uh, fighter with the strong legs who's 25 pounds heavier than me fight night. I'm gonna walk towards him with my hands up and we're gonna see how much power you got because everybody, because you the strong nigga. He didn't throw a punch until like 10 seconds into the th- the first round. Let me tell you something old man's strength still counts for something. Man, he walked forward to hold that first, and then the fourth round, he started punching him. And word is, well, he, Floyd even said this himself. This is my personal opinion. He carried Connor this whole fight. Like That's I think fair. he carried uh Floyd said that he went dance to the with him a, dance he went with him to the first couple to put eight hundred he put, he went to bet four hundred thousand um, at the sport book, but they wouldn't let him they wouldn't let him bet. So he said he gave it to one of his partners to go in there. But allegedly, uh, what Oscar said and what Soltz said, he put four hundred thousand on himself and victory in the tenth round. Wow! And that's the round you, know. <laughs> you got to get a return on that so, investment. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean I enjoyed the fight, but for everybody who's telling me that. Connor boxed great and everything like that. No, the fuck he didn't. He didn't – like, he literally didn't do anything. He had a pawing jab. I'm a bigger guy and have long arms, and I just did that. Like, I wasn't even throwing – I got, quote, unquote, Skip Bayless kept saying, he hit him 111 times. Well, in 10 rounds, that's only 10 shots per round. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I don't I, I just didn't see anything The Nobody, fight
2: was Exactly what I thought Was gonna happen I was I'm a little bit mad That the ref didn't let Connor taste the canvas So uh,
1: I went back and listened To our last week episode And I said By round 9 or 10 The ref was gonna stop the fight Shit you He's were right about a
2: Shit you were right about Yeah
1: But um I, I It was still an entertaining fight for me Yeah I, I still enjoyed it So shout out to them
2: Glad I didn't pay $100 for it Yeah Um Thank God I didn't pay $100 for the damn fight. Uh, what else popped off? So we talked really quickly about the hurricane.
1: Yes, yeah, go more in depth.
2: Yeah, let's talk about the hurricane. And a sour spot for me with this whole thing is Joel Osteen keeping the good folks out of the house of the Lord when they needed some place to go to escape the tragedy that was happening. I've heard a lot of different theories about it. You know, he's allegedly claiming that, you know, the the church had been flooded and they couldn't take people in. But when people got there, that church looked mighty fucking dry. And when they showed Joel in these different interviews, his body language to me sort of said, uh, I ain't really want to do this shit. But, you know, Twitter we're made, here now. Twitter made me do it. Yeah. Twitter will shame. Will if you got a name, Twitter will shame you.
1: I mean, you know. Sometimes on social media, when things start popping, you got to take it with a grain of salt at first because you never know what's real and what's not. So initially when I seen the, the Joe Osteen joint, I wanted to say, see, look at that. And then I heard some more information about, all oh, this flooded. Blah, blah. So I then took a step back. But as I continued and I started taking a look at it, it's calling bullshit, man. I can't fuck with the man, dog. I never fuck with the man. You know that motherfucking place sits seventeen thousand people. It used to be the Houston Astros' yeah. old stadium. Like that's a stadium. Yeah, it's a block.
2: It's a. It block looked like block a Beyonce concert every Sunday. Yeah.
1: There was a bunch of things that kind of that kind of pissed me off. Um, so people are apologizing for him. Well, what well, that means he has to support all those people. And hey, listen, man, it's a flood out here; people drowning. I just need to get somewhere. I'm not asking you once I get there for you to to feed and clothing. I just need somewhere so I can get dry for a minute, man. I just I need I need to not die right now. Yeah. I need to to gather myself, collect my thoughts, and this is supposed to be a house of the Lord. This is a why this is the place that's created for this. Like how how is that not possible? You know what I'm saying? And to say. The place was flooded and everybody making these excuses. Then my man show up with the video. And, well, the, the freeway was flooded. He panned the, the, the camera to the left and it's a car driving on the freeway. And Like, this shit is at elevation. It's not under. Like, what are y'all talking about? I just find it disheartening that... uh, It's hurtful because it's not
2: about just having people in there. Like Like you said, this is a time of need. Like, it's not like they have any other place to go. You know, we shared that footage with each other where we saw the young brother walking with his son, and he was just thankful that they made it out. Thankful that. Newscaster was asking, "Where do you go?" I don't don't know, know. but But, we blessed. Yeah, we we we. And he thanked God. God. And he, he, I got me, I got my son, and we can figure it out together.
1: They climbed out of a screen. Um, They got the two backpacks on them, on their backs, and that's it. But he's like, "Man, but we're grateful. We thank God," and. The guy who's supposed to be representing God won't even let you in the building? Yeah. All right, man, I get it, dog. Your shit going to be fucked up for a little while. I get it. It's a small it's a small price to pay. I, clearly, this is not my facility, so it's easier for me to say it, but guess what? I know 100% if I had that facility that fit 17,000 people in there, I'm opening the fucking doors.
2: I know myself, I've never been a whole fan of the mega church concept and the feeling of it. My grandfather was a pastor, shit, most of my life. He probably retired from pastoring when I was maybe about 11 or 12, and he passed like right after I turned 13. And I always saw the interactions with him and people that went to the church. And when I was at my grandfather's house, I knew people from the church would stop by. Mm -hmm. I knew if something happened, somebody in the hospital, somebody in jail, they called call the house, he'd get up, and he'd be there. And I always looked at, you know, organized religion. I've always felt some type of way about it. But what really is disheartening for me, like, when you go to a church and you have to go through— hoops in order to speak to speak to the pastor. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not saying that you know we all need direct 24-hour access and contact with them, but if I want if I'm having a tragedy, if my mother dies, God forbid my father passes, I need to be able to pick up the phone and know that the man of God at the place where I go to and worship, pay my tithes to, Somebody, will will come out and assist me.
1: I gave you 10% of my whole check this year, my my yearly salary. Pick up the fucking phone. Open a damn door, yeah. Regardless of what you make, made a hundred thousand this year. I gave you ten. I didn't get you ten grand this year. Can you open up the door, fam? They like, open
2: up the door every Sunday and don't have no problem passing man, around the plate and, and taking.
1: I, and I understand what he was probably thinking. Like I don't want my shit to be like the Superdome in in um Louisiana or what? yeah, it, yeah, in Louisiana or but, Hurricane Katrina. But guess what, man? What would Jesus do? I mean, that's a very simple question. Like, cause, like, what would Jesus do? Yeah. And when you look at it,
2: you know, even not even wanting to be an incident like the Superdome, Houston has damn near been washed away. You know, it's, they said, they've estimated that there's been over $160 billion, with a B, dollars worth of damages to, to the city of Houston. How do you come back from that? But you know what's really, 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 really fucked up? It's about to become a gentrified city is what Mm-mm. was really
1: fucked up. What's really fucked up is you got until September the 1st to put your claim in, in writing, or that shit don't come. Because they just passed a bill that goes into effect on September 1st uh, where insurance agencies don't have to pay out um, based off of natural disasters. It goes into to effect... Uh September 1st. So if you're um so they were Today. telling you if your shit ain't in writing in phone calls don't guarantee it. What? Like I don't got no house, no power. What if I gonna find me some paper and pen to get shit? I know the mail ain't running. Oh, this shit is insane, dog. This shit is truly insane. And who set that up? Who gave the 45. For that alley you forty
2: five. Who
1: to thunk it? <laughs> who the fucking thunk it? I mean, it's amazing to me, man. Uh, also, something that, that that rubbed me wrong, man. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I guess we kind of guilty this shit because I'm 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 up here talking about Allstein, um, but the second people started donating and, and making posts and everything, everybody immediately went to judging somebody's level of commitment. Where, well, what Beyonce at? What's she doing? They were like, well, she just gave like seven million dollars yesterday. Oh. Well, I ain't seen no post about it.
2: Just because people po- don't post, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Why you
1: like I, I don't I'll, get it.
2: Give willingly, give what you can, give from the heart, give as you are led to give. If what? you don't fi- if you can't contribute, if you don't feel a need to contribute, that ain't between you and me. You know, that's if you can deal with that or if you don't want to, that's your personal business. But if you can give, if you have a heart and a desire to give, help don't criticize. Man,
1: my my boss boss uh, was like, uh, "This how this, this how desensitized and how unknowing a lot of people are." She was like, "I guess there was a I don't know if it was an athlete or a rapper or something." Which what what, what, wait a minute, was it an athlete? or Was it a rapper? She didn't know. Um, Group it all together. It's probably somebody black. <laughs> she didn't know. Um, they gave like twenty five thousand dollars or something. I'm like, clearly they have enough money. I'm like, wait a minute, why why you counting their funds? Yeah. Like did you get twenty five thousand dollars? And so if I get together I just want all my celebrity friends to pitch in twenty five a piece. What's wrong with that? It's group economics. Now one one person don't have to, to it's like
2: No matter what you do, it's not gonna be good enough for somebody. It's gonna be criticized, it's gonna be torn down.
1: Do what you do, help out in some way, because at the end of the day you're a human being. And I think as human beings, there's there's a nature. What we plan
2: on doing tomorrow ain't going to solve all the problems of Houston, but it's our contribution of what we can do in order to help a terrible fucking situation. I mean, you know, honestly, it just it really hits hits hard and it hits home. My hearts and prayers are with people because they last week or a week or so ago they had everything, and And now they waking up and they don't have nothing.
1: Think about this, man. So when Katrina happened, Houston was the place where a lot of folks went. So I'm 100% sure that there are some people who lost everything and Katrina. started brand new. And went, was displaced to Houston, and then just lost everything again. Like, can you imagine that? Oh, man. I I can't even. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I escaped a hurricane or the, the aftermath of, went somewhere, and the same thing happened again. I pray for them, man. I pray for them and lift them up because like that's enough to, to, to put somebody over the edge, man. So it's
2: a hard pill to swallow. That's that's the only way I can I can uh I can attest to it. Uh we had some other fucked up shit happen this week. Uh a Cobb County highway patrol officer he claims was trying to kind of lighten the mood, told someone that he pulled over when she was clearly a little bit fearful. Let me play
1: the clip. Use
0: your phone. It's in your lap right there. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to put my hands down. I'm really sorry. I'm just... You're just really strong. No, no, no. I'm just doing too many videos. But you're not black.
2: Remember, we only kill black people. Yeah, we only kill black people, right? All the videos you've seen, you've seen white people get killed? You have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we only kill black people.
1: You're not black. So, when I first saw that, I wasn't sure if it was real or not. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't, I'm I'm learning not to react to everything I see on the internet. Because I'm quick to, to, to yeah, because it'll, it'll cause you. See you. It, and that emotion that hit you. Like, man, look at this shit. But once I found out that he got fired and got let go and shit like that, I'm like, oh, yeah. did he, this really, they wasn't edited. Yeah. Like, this is what he really
2: said. He's trying to retire now before. Determination goes through because he's been on the force 28 years, so he wants to put in his paperwork and you know oh, walk man. away. Don't want to lose that good pension.
1: Man, just take a look, uh, America. What we've been saying is true. We are not treated equal. Clearly, the police officer doesn't even think that we treated equal. So I mean, how how he else made can a joke you, of it? Like, how else do you expect someone to feel like? How many times do we have to tell you that these things are being validated? When the officers sworn to protect and serve is telling you that bias it is there. Like I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to say. It's right there in front of you. If you don't want to believe, that's on you. Like I have no idea. The truth
2: is in front of you right now. You don't got to look too far. Like he he plainly said what they feel, how they deal with with black people, and you know. What I do want to give credit to is the Cobb County Sheriff's uh, as a whole because they said we're not gonna deal with this shit and you're gonna get the fuck on up out of there. And I mean, they handled yeah. it very swiftly, professionally, and you know did the right thing on their
1: end. Man, it would behoove um, local police department. It would it would behoove them to get rid of that those cancerous cells immediately.
2: you have to wipe away some complete
1: police departments
2: the city of canton plymouth livonia you have to get rid of them all
1: i'm talking about when something happens publicly or whatever when that happens don't sit behind the blue wall get out there say no we don't fuck with this shit and get out there because the 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 respect and the safety of your other officers is at stake because it's getting to a point where did you, you seen the video where the two um, black Detroit police officers yeah. was beating on the on, beating on old boy? Yeah, like dog, this city a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like these the guys. The I remember guys, a few
2: summers ago they was killing police officers. Like
1: them two guys and God God bless them. Hopefully nothing happens to them. But like in the city, this is a real small city, fam. And you went to school and, and with all these folks, like you're not really you not you not y'all you're not, not safe in Detroit. Not saying that you should be like you're safer because you are. You two black cops that know everybody. Like, dude, the, the Detroit Police Department needs to get out in front of that. It's too late <laughs> to yeah. get out in front of, but you need to separate yourself from them because the police said they they, they acted normal. What what is, what kind of bothers me is that I appreciate
2: what Cobb County did, but there's a lot of black and brown people that have been killed by the police officers, and they and the officers get to take an administrative leave. Uh, it's a, They get desk duty They're still on the job And you know This is a hard line stance that needs to go across everywhere yeah. I mean there's been a lot of people That we've talked about on this podcast Shit last year You know we talked about a lot of people we Getting murdered weird. and hurt by the police And these police officers are still out there in the field
1: Man this is a great transition um, Or segue into my um, Who man's is this uh, Give it to them give him the business Now I
2: hate an old dumb nigga. Jim Brown. Did I give him Whose Man's This before?
1: I, I, I know I gave him some fire before.
2: I mean, if we gave it to him before, he deserves it
1: this time. I got a little audio clip I want to play first, so so folks will know exactly Listen what I'm talking about. Listen to an old talking. ass coon that took too many hits to the head. All right, check this
2: out. I think we're always an activist and a football player, but I think you have to understand there's intelligence that's involved. Okay? I can't be two things at once that contradict each other. If I sign for money, then these people I sign with, they have rules and regulations. But I'm going to give you the real deal. I'm an American. I don't desecrate my flag and my national anthem. I'm not going to do anything against the flag and the national anthem. I'm going to work within those situations. But this is my country, and I'll work out the problem, but I'll do it in an intelligent manner.
1: All right. So I kind of said this on a a podcast before. You don't have to agree with Colin Kaepernick, but I do. I I agree with him. I stand with him. We do the whole nine yards. Um, You don't have to agree with him. But if you disagree, keep it to yourself. You don't have to go out there and publicly put that man down. Because what this is actually doing is hurting twofold. One, you one of the greatest NFL players of all time, so what you say about another NFL player holds, it holds weight. Some weight. Also, you've, you're a black man and you've been an a, a activist of some sort uh, for 40 years, 40, 50 years, or whatnot. So what you hold, what you say in that particular community holds weight. So when they put you on ESPN or whatever and put you in front of them, and then you give the impression that what Colin Kaepernick is doing is incorrect, wrong, and you kept saying, alluding to him being unintelligent um, for not do, for doing this. No, that's 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 hurtful. That's wrong, and like you, the worst type of person, man. What happened to you? Like what happened to you, dog? Who is in your corner talking to you? Who man is this? Because I don't, I don't, I I don't, I have little or no respect for this, though. I don't, I don't understand. Because what he will not address is the issue of why he is protesting. The same thing that we just got finished talking about, police brutality against black and brown people. Y'all keep talking about how his form of protest is, but ain't nobody actually addressing the actual issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, So he's a clown for that. I have no respect for him. I don't like him. And, um. He can go ahead and check out. Check out in terms of die. I'm not. He can just check out and take it how you want to. He can check out. I'm not. I'm not here for it no more.
2: Okay, that's fair enough.
1: Not here for it no more.
2: That's fair enough. Uh, I feel like we only got a couple more things. Oh, my music pick for the week. Yeah, I'm going with our homeboy Lando Bando.
1: Okay, yep. yep Drop
2: the yep. project. Don't let your bitch hear
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah I saw it I saw it earlier today
2: Yo shout out to Lando Cause he came through Gave us a good interview A uh, couple months back mm-hmm. Dropped a solid project Through and through I Haven't listened him. to it yet It's it's solid uh, And from what I hear Or what I'm gathering on, on the social media realm Is that he's also starting The Hip Hop Lab Is also becoming a label
0: Okay
2: And you know We love to see We love to see the homies make it Cause Absolutely. when they win
1: we win so we'll get him back up if he can talk about it. Yeah,
2: yeah. But yeah. uh, don't let your bitch hear this. It mm-hmm. came out, and I, that's the best title that he could have ever came up with. It came out on the 30th. I downloaded it because I didn't. I'm still having I a love-hate relationship he, with Apple
1: Music. I seen he, post some, uh, he posted all of the tracks on YouTube. He's on yeah. the YouTube drink today, so I saw that flooded. Uh, I'm going to check it out.
2: And Lando was doing doing big business around the city, getting a lot of views, making a lot around of noise. The yeah, and he is a, a young mogul in the making, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a young mogul in the making. And we were proud to have him here, you know, for giving us the look. Uh, also, but you know, solid ass project, all star, Jr, uh, all star Lee, like they they about to be the next ones.
1: Yeah, man. So shout out to them man. Um I think that's up man. I think that's it for this week, brother. Yeah. Uh So
2: if you can come out and support for the diaper drive tomorrow. Uh, Or today, when you listen to this, be yeah, because it'll be dropping today. But uh, we have an everyday ignorance, uh, another part of our podcast family. Unsavory antics, absolutely. There will be beyond just giving back. We are also giving back to the community because we're supplying liquor. So mimosas,
1: light Uh, refreshments. Don't (laughs) I've I've gotten drunk off
2: mimosas, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, man. So, so I mean, um, come on out and support. Uh like we do every week, is Dame Going Wild, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, um, you follow, don't have much social media left. Uh
1: J Johnson313, Instagram and Twitter, and uh follow the Shop Talk Podcast. And go to the website www.shoptalkpod.com. dot com. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dame. Hell yeah. Peace.